The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, the Iowa devil herself. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Damn, <laughs> Tammy, the horned beast Underwood. <laughs> I don't have horn. Well, I do, but they're covered with my halo. So, um, I, I, first off, I have a question. Hold on a second. When you say that I'm a beast from Iowa, that's kind of scary because we have so many cornfields out there. And that leads into my question. Because remember I told you about the movie Corn Shark? Yes. <laughs> now, that took place in Kentucky. I'm oh, wondering really? if they migrated. They have corn in Kentucky? Oh, yeah, I guess they do moonshine, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. Got, gotcha. <laughs> that whole area right there. I'm wondering if the, if the, if the, if the terror of the cornfield, the corn sharks... <laughs> No, we're just worried about the kids and anybody named Malachi in Iowa shouldn't. <laughs> That's right. They want you too, Malachi. And what's what was the other guy's name? Um, oh shit! I, I want to say Ezekiel because it sounds right. Because they, or was it Isa- Isaiah? It could have been Isaiah. Yeah, I don't remember an Ezekiel in there, but I know everybody was named after a prophet or somebody in the Bible, and it was just like, right, dude, it's. Which is epic in that movie because that's like the Bible Belt, part of the Bible Belt. (laughs) Iowa is known for its religion because I told you when I was growing up in Iowa, we had what we called (laughs) Christ. It was like, uh, oh, what do we call it? Something Christ Corner or something like that because we had a Lutheran church on one corner. Across the street was a Baptist church. White Southern Baptist, by the way. Oh, boring. And then across the street on another corner was a Methodist church, and there was a house on the fourth corner. So it was, you know, it was like. man. (laughs) Yeah. And then the Catholic church, of course, was across the street from the junior high. But there you go. (laughs) Holy shit. So first, okay, I've got a story I want to tell everybody. But first, (laughs) I have got to give a couple of shout outs. Okay. You do. Our South African, one of our South African listeners. Surprisingly, we, we were getting a good market there. We mispronounced her name, and I've actually been talking to her. Her name is actually Helena. I hope I didn't fuck it up this time. And the J in her name is actually pronounced like a Y, like yellow, so it's Eusti. So kind of like Spanish. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very Eusti. very similar. Well, I looked it up on how to pronounce, so it's not my fault that I was wrong. I apologize. Google was wrong. Fuck no, em. it wasn't Google. It's how to pronounce. It's a... It's a uh, website I use and yeah I apologize it wasn't my fault blame them <laughs> but yeah she is really awesome and you know we're getting so many more new fans because I want to give a shout out to our new fan what was um oh crap my mind's going blank Doyle Brown oh yeah 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 he co- he commented for the first time the other day awesome thank you we appreciate anybody who interacts with us on our facebook group because we it's like a whole family and we'll give you crap but you know love it's, us in the end it's like the dysfunctional fucking brady bunch <laughs> is what the hell it is so but check this out so i've been talking to helena right and we video chatted a few times and she is amazing and i'm not just saying that because i know she's gonna listen to this episode Right, right. So, also, but she's got a daughter, right? And her yep. daughter is, is is a young teenager. I think she's like 14, 15. And she actually asked her mom, because her mom, like, Helena was super excited, you know, because she, she even told me, I never thought that she would ever talk to me. 
I said, fuck yeah, I would. People, y'all don't understand. I will talk to you. I'm not an, I'm, okay, I know that on the show, y'all think I'm a total asshole. <laughs> he's not, really. I'm and really I tell not. people that all the time. It's like, you know what? He's the best person to have on your side. Like, literally. So, so Haley asked, uh, asked her mom, why would he want to talk to you? So I record her a video, and this is exactly what I said. I said, Haley, it's because your mom is tremendously awesome. She's hilarious. Freaking hilarious. And I got to admit, love her accent. I bet. Oh I bet. I, is it like an English accent, but a little different? It's like English and Australian. Oh, really? Because I know that it's very England to had, South Africa. A, you know, had a dominion over South Africa for a while. You know, had control over it. Right, right. So I, I always figured South Africa would have like a um, English accent, but English and Australia. Oh my God, dude! I would probably fall in love with her because an accent to, like that is just like so hot. <laughs> I gotta admit, because she she first sent me a uh, a video out of voice clip pronouncing her name, and automatically I was like, oh my god. <sighs> we need to go to South Africa. <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask you, hey, can you book us a tour in South Africa? Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, because um, we have something we're going to send her. And um, it's hard to ship shit to South Africa. It is. It is. I mean, I found one shipping company that would ship something from America to South Africa. I'm like, what the hell is going on in South Africa that they don't want us to <laughs> send shit there but is that what the blood diamonds are uh, i think that's not congo she told she she said if you guys do do a tour out here because we did talk about our current tour schedule um she said you do not want to go to the republic of congo and i'm like why oh yeah that's where the jungles are because an 11 year old kid with a machine gun will fucking shoot you I'm like, oh well maybe yeah we're not that's go where there. yeah the gorillas and everything you know not gorilla as in silverback but you know what i mean not like the me. army gorillas yeah y'all totes man yeah, it's just like, and well, and there's a lot of places in, like, Africa, and even in Asia, you know, different parts of Asia, where, I mean, like, I've heard that in Cambodia, you don't want to go wandering off any side roads that, like, nobody travels down because you'll blow up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, of the landmines that are still there. You know? So, yeah. I'm just, like, I can't, I mean, because we have something we're trying to plan for next summer. Or next year, you know, which is just a little West Coast thing, but right, right, right. We're planning in the well, a West Coast loop, but we're expanding out because, um, thankfully, and I, honestly, I because we have a lot of our fans that uh, for the uh, uh, for the band that listen to the show. Oh yeah, totally, totes. Uh, give me one second. I'm doing business while we're doing this. Oh great. There we go again, people. I can't help it. It's fucking, it's early no, in the we, morning. It's still got to we do, and I mean, because our West Coast tour is like going to take us through, and can I mention it? Can I say it? Go for it. Yeah, our West Coast tour is going to take us down through Sacramento. That's right. So, Brian Ingle. And Brian Brian gets access to everything no matter oh, what. Oh, yeah, like totes, totes my goats. He'll have like, you know, we'll give him a VIP pass. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, that's what we're planning. It's not in. I mean, it's not solidified yet, but that's what we're planning. So Brian Engel next year, you know, we're coming to your town. You like that? Hell is, yeah, isn't man! Isn't that a uh, Montgomery Gentry song? Uh, this is my town. Is the song? Oh no, it's a uh, Big and Rich, where they're coming to your town. We're coming to your town. 
I can't remember all the lyrics, but yeah. I've seen Big and Rich in Montgomery Downtown Concert so many, a couple of times because they've opened for other, you know, people. I actually auditioned for... Uh, I know you told me yeah, that. Yeah, for, well, for and, both and of them. So, T-Roy, man. Losing T-Roy Gentry was yes. like one of the most tragic things in country music. And here's the thing, man. He, nice guy. To- well, yeah, amazing guy. They, they you know, both are actually because awesome. I mean I've talked to them both after you know the shows a couple of times, and they are just amazing. But I will tell you this, um, I can't remember Montgomery's first name actually, but his brother is John Michael Montgomery. Yes, I knew that. And I've been to a John Michael Montgomery concert, and he is not nearly as personable, personable. as his brother at the shows. And I was just like totally taken aback because I had been to, you know, talk to Montgomery Gentry, you know, a couple of times. And then I went to the John Michael Montgomery concert. It was like I was like taken aback by how unpersonable he was. You know what I mean? Still an amazing show. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. So, okay. <clears throat> Back to Helena. <laughs> Back to South Africa. Back to South Africa. She is just. An amazing person. Oh no! And I was saying because a lot of the fans of the of Brutal Nation, listen, uh, you know, they're, they're they're fans of Twisted Blue, my band, right? And totally. vice versa, right? And I I wanted to because we got a lot to talk about before we get into what we're going to talk about today. Um, I am so grateful and thankful to all of you. Oh, totally. Um, totally. Our, our fan base throughout, right? Um, Europe and uh, in the UK is amazing. Our fan base here in the US is growing exponentially. Right. Well, and we have the South I we have the South we have the African. I mean because we're in more than more than just South Africa in Africa. We're in a couple of regions there. And Australia we're there. And we need to mention the other three that we thought we would never be in. Yeah, I can't believe we're in fucking North and South Korea. Well, well first of all, we're in the United Arab Emirates, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is like totally no explicit content at all. South Korea, we never thought we would be there, <coughs> but we have a fan base in South Korea because there's no explicit content, and now we have North <laughs> Korea, which our theory is <laughs> that our listener in North Korea is Kim Jong Un himself, and if it is, he's just saying, "Say it, Scott. What are you saying about you?" He's. A- Oh, that a fat bastard. <laughs> what are you going to say next? What are you going to say next? I hate that son of a bitch. We nuke him. That's what we do. <laughs> he he better wash mouth. <laughs> or or come visit me like Donald Trump. <laughs> he need to visit me like Donald Trump. That's what he need to do. We sit down and we talk about serial killer. <laughs> and then he make a ha-ha joke. <laughs> And that's not being racist because we just because we our fan base there is so small that it has to be him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then I mean we have fan base everywhere. We are in so many regions that I'm like amazed. You oh, know what I mean? Because we me remember when we started out with like four or five regions. We're like, oh my god, we got another region. Oh my god, and now it's like epic. Yeah, now our dark downloads. Yeah. Are and yeah, and they are a lot of them are listening to the album and everything, and that's great because you know it's a cross promotion thing because this is a huge family that you know Twisted Blue LLC. No, it, it really is. You know, you know, we have we a all, lot of people that yeah. work for us. Number one, the people that work for us are everybody's amazing, right? And we, su- I mean, and we support each, you know, each division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, Twisted Blue the band supports Brutal Nation. Brutal Nation supports the band, and you know, it's just 
it's epic that way. And, and, and the only reason I'm even going into this part of it is because I just I want everybody to know how honestly, truly grateful I am to to each and every one of you. Right. You know, and, and a lot of it really hit me just talking to Helena because just, just absolutely freaking amazing people. Oh yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it is is because I reached out to other podcasters, and some of them won't even get back to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck them. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, we love our fans. Every t- I mean, they can message us. They can comment on our Citizens of Brutal Nation page. And we are, like, right on it, like, blue bonnet. We will get back to you totally. I, I try to be, unless I'm, you know, fucking. Well, yeah, but it's like, but you don't, like, ignore them. You eventually get to them. Oh, yeah. No, you totally. know, it's like we will never ignore a message or a comment or anything like that. Unless, unless I find two, you know, Korean girls that are that that are 16. I mean, 18, 18, 18. <laughs> that's it. And, and then he'll be gone for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> back in the cage. You got to get back. In the, I'm sorry. No, they're free range. I'm just kidding. You're so tight. St- that's why I won't introduce you to anybody on that side of my family. You're so ever. mean to me. So mean. So, okay. <laughs> Before we get into this, we I wanted to tell this story. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I'm in Southern Oregon, down towards the Medford area, which is about almost at the California border in Oregon. And something flew into my window, and all I see in my peripheral vision is something flying in. Is something black and yellow, and it lands in between two of my tattoos. And my brain flicked, flipped out. Imagine this, now, guys. I'm not a small feller, okay? If you've seen pictures of me, I'm, he's a, a, big big, dude. I'm a big, intimidating, he must be a biker and he's out there killing people. No, that's not my personality, but that's how I look. Yeah, he does look, you know what? He does look like a serial killer, so if he ever gets arrested for it, people would be like, you know what? That's how I, it, it, fits, it fits, it fits. They're not going to be like, no, I'm not him. <laughs> so, now I'm freaking out. I am shaking my arm. I'm like, ah! And he's driving a big semi, by the way. People, driving, I want yeah, people to know this. I'm driving 53 foot of trailer with a I'm like I'm 70 some odd feet long, right? I'm just going, ah! Oh my god! Get off! Go! Ah! Get off! Get off! Get off! Get off! <laughs> and now all I see is a blur of this black and yellow thing. Ah! Well, then my brain said, "Okay, dipshit, calm the fuck down." And I calmed down and I put my hand back on the steering wheel, trying to figure out what it is because it hasn't bitten me yet or anything, right? It just it has stayed there the whole time you were flailing. Oh yeah. So I'm, okay, that tells you something right there. Now, what, what would what do you think it would be, boys and girls? Do you think it'd be like a maybe a wasp, right? No. How about a bumblebee? How about a bumblebee? I say mm. nay, nay. <laughs> nay. That's no, no. Not that's, same thing. That's not same thing. That's no, no. <laughs> How about a spider? Because y'all know by now, listen to the show that I'm definitely afraid of spiders. That's why he does, hasn't been to Australia yet. Just saying. <laughs> that's once again a negatory. No. What got me was it was a. Fucking small butterfly. <laughs> a I'm glad he didn't smash it. No, no, no. And here's what got me the worst. Like, now I'm calmed down. Right. <laughs> the butterfly held on for dear life like it was trying to pull eight seconds at a rodeo. <laughs> I swear it pulled off a fucking cowboy hat and was like, Woo, I'm going to win that belt buckle. Woo. <laughs> that right, right. It was. Cowboy. I was like, Woo. Like me on that mechanical bull at the fair. Oh, my God. That video is epic. <laughs> then, then the fucking thing turned around and made eye contact with me. And it had the, I swear, it had a look on its like little fucking butterfly face. Like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> like, can I call somebody for you? <laughs> Do you need help? I'm like, not going to hurt you. Like, like I, uh, I can call 911. Did you have a stroke? What happened, bud? Like, I'm, I'm here for you. Talk to me. Talk to me. I'm like, oh, I feel like a fucking idiot. This yeah. is great. So 
Um, <laughs> I took him off of my arm and I put him on my seat. And he hung out with me for like the rest of the day, which was great. <laughs> which is like surprising because usually you can't like, you have to be like really calm and everything for a butterfly to land on you and you can't move. Because well, I've been in butterfly tents before, you know, where they have them. His name is Ricky. Oh, you named him. Oh, yeah. Ricky hang, hung out with me the whole day. You know, I'm like, are you okay? Dude, I'm doing awesome. I'm just going to chill over here. Yeah. But so <laughs> let's fast forward. Now, this was uh, not this past Thursday, but the one before that. Um, and then he safely released Ricky, by the way. I did. Yeah. R- I just want everybody to know that. Ricky and I parted ways, and he went off by his, his, his self. All right, dude, it was, it was great. And we, we high-fived, <laughs> you know. You know, and, and we exchanged phone numbers. So, you know, now I'm texting him going, dude, you chilling? So, dude, I'm totally chill right now. This is fucking awesome. Smoke some weed. Um, <laughs> he probably was high as fuck. Cause down in Medford, they do that a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's fast forward to the worst story. Dude, and this is when you were, you were, weren't you texting Cheryl, our fan in Illinois? Yes, yeah. yeah, I was because you should And she's awesome too because, I mean, I've, I've talked to her on the phone. I've texted her, you know, she messages us. If she doesn't message us because she has a stalker on Facebook, I told her, <laughs> if you don't message us for a day, I will call the police because something's wrong. <laughs> so this is Tuesday, right? Um, I drive up to Seattle. No, this, oh, yeah, it was Tuesday. Tuesday, You're I'm coming right. back yeah. from Seattle. It wasn't it wasn't it the like the day after? No, because you're it was like last week was your Medford. Uh week before that. Yeah. It was like last Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Oh last Thursday. Anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's Tuesday, I'm driving up to Seattle, I'm driving back, and something flies in through the little bit of window that I have open, hits me in the side of the head, and I go, What the fuck was that? I don't see anything. <laughs> so then I'm driving, I'm driving, and I feel something st- I don't feel anything on my neck. Like a pinch. More than that, it was like somebody put a javelin in the side of my fucking neck. Like a like an ice pick type thing? Yeah, and I'm a very verbal person, man. <laughs> For the ladies out there, you'll find that out when I'm making love. Oh, my dear God. Yeah, I've heard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, people. We heard you five counties over, asshole. <laughs> Well, no, because I stayed here for a while, and there were times when your girlfriend's here every night, but I, I swear to God, I never heard anything, thank God, because I probably would have been grossed out and, you know, in a padded room. <laughs> so, then I'm uh, I'm screaming, ah! <laughs> what the fuck? And I reach up, I grab it, throw it off, and it's a little, like, I didn't even know that that hornets came in this size, because it wasn't very It was big. a locust killer, is it's what they're called. Holy shit. And they only attack humans if they feel threatened, by the way, people. Thing, I looked it up. I didn't threaten. Okay. L- okay. Look, 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 You're look. You're a big truck, big guy threatening. Normally, when I say things like, there I was, sitting there minding my own business, <laughs> I'm full of shit. I know that. Because yeah, this just, time he wasn't reading his Bible. Swear to God. Yeah, I, I wasn't doing anything. I was just fucking, I was just driving. I didn't threaten it. I didn't pull a knife on it. <laughs> I didn't point a gun at it. Anything like that. But you drove a big truck with a big guy. You were threatening. I didn't even make eye contact. No, it attacked me is what it did. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, he's, he's an asshole. He's a fucking <laughs> asshole is what he is. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm still three hours from Portland. Right. My neck swells up. <laughs> I got this like goiter on the side of my, it's like a second head growing Well, and out. you called me. I kept telling you, don't touch it. And then I said, wait, you need to see if there's still a stinger in there. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to look at my neck. That works all the time. Well, I told you to hurry up and get back to Portland so Chief White Claw could do it for you. No, I don't trust him. <laughs> He'll want to mount me from behind, which 
I don't know, maybe a little candlelight, some wine. <laughs> you never know. I, you never know. But um, yeah. So that I've been attacked. and dimey. We'll see what happens. I have been attacked by bugs, fucking twice. Like the first one was cool because you know Ricky the butterfly, he was all right. But but Henry the wasp. <laughs> Henry like the wasp. Henry Lee. <laughs> he was a fucking prick. He attacked me for no fucking reason at all. You know. I that's what names. they said Henry Lee Lucas did. So there you go. That's good name for him. Good name. <laughs> wasps are assholes. <laughs> so then I got a friend of mine, and, and his name is Fitch. And Who? A buddy of mine, Fitch. His name is Fitch, as in F-I-T-C-H? Yeah, Fitch. Okay. So I message him, telling him what's happened. Happening at what a fucking trooper. He goes, yeah, no, hey, I feel you, man, because I've been having some, you know, I've, I've been attacked by bugs, too, thinking. This was after the butterfly thing, by the way. This wasn't the wasp. This is the butterfly. <laughs> because he does building maintenance. And goes, yep, yeah. went going into the shin. There was a huge nest of wasps uh, Ooh, there, and I had to no. take, take him out. That's not the same same. Like, you can get stung by a wasp and die. Yeah. Fucking, this was a butterfly that attacked me. But now, <laughs> now we're friends, and we text each other. Yeah. Just like ladybugs, <laughs> we text each other. Just like ladybugs, if they land on you, they say it's good luck. So there you go. Yeah, no. But when we were staying in Iowa, my sister and I, you know, because uh, you can't smoke inside the house, but they had a table and chairs out on the porch, and you know, I'm not gonna, you know, because it's not legal there. But um, do they have monkeys on their porches? Shut up. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but anyways, so I mean, because we would go out there and like s- smoke. <laughs> Things that, you know, aren't legal in Iowa. Um, but, you know, dealing with my family, I need a lot of it. It's because you're a sinner smoking the devil's <laughs> lettuce. <laughs> you're snorting the marijuanas. You know what? If I didn't smoke the marijuanas and drink the tequilas when I was in Iowa, I probably would have killed somebody and been in jail for reals. We got to get to the show, man. We are like we fucking do. way into telling we stories do. now. Yeah. But there was like a couple of waspness and my sister goes, oh, my God. But then... You know, my my things are when I go out to Iowa, I always I, I like to go in the summer or like spring and fall because that's when the thunderstorms happen. So I have to see a thunderstorm. I want to see lightning bugs and I have to have pork cutlets. This time I didn't get pork cutlets. So anybody in Iowa want to send me some pork cutlets? If I will you, love you forever. If you like the thunder, I on Mondays get a burrito on my way to Walla Walla, Washington. And trust me, it brings the butt thunder. Say, I thought you were gonna go with the thunder for your storm, but yeah, no. It uh, <laughs> it's one hundred percent chance of butt rain. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, yeah, let's get to the episode because this one we're gonna do. We're just gonna do. Um, we're gonna talk about the Portland case. Uh, well, the Portland, a little bit. The Portland case is some fucked up things that are happening around Portland. That's that, dude. This is more of a true crime thing. It's not a serial killer thing. But we're gonna get to it. Yeah. Well, and yeah, because we do in. true crime too. Yeah. So, anyways, what? I have found out by following different things and everything and, you know, because I'm part of different group, Facebook groups, and I read new, people send me news articles all the time about this. I've talked to some of the family members of, and I will say this, I've talked to family members of the victim and the perpetrator. You know what I mean? Because family members of the perpetrator are as innocent as the family members of the victims. You know what I mean? Right, right. Does that make sense? It it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, because, um, and this is what bothered me. I'm not going to name the group and everything, but I'm part of one chat group that's part, you know, that's a Facebook group following this uh, case. 
And when they found out that the girlfriend of the perpetrator was in our group, they attacked her. And that bothered me because, you know, they're like, you knew and why didn't you go to the police? And, you know, when did you find out type thing? And just because her boyfriend knew the victims doesn't mean she knew he killed them. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even though I've never been in her situation specifically, I have been in a situation where somebody killed somebody. Like my best friend back when I was 18 killed. I mean, he was like a brother to me. He he was like you are. You know, it's like that person I can go to to talk to to calm me down. Right, right. You know what I mean? And he murdered somebody. And um, this, I mean, and this kind of leads into my criminal history a little bit. And I'm probably going to cry a little bit because it really bothers me that they attacked her so much. Because he murdered somebody. And when I heard it on the news that this body was found and it was identified as this victim and I knew the victim and I knew that they had an interaction, right? And so I asked him, I said, did you do this? He goes, no, I dropped him off in Hillsborough, period, right? Right. And I believed him because I hadn't, I mean, I trusted this man with my life. You know, that if anything happened, I knew he would be there to protect me. Or if anything happened to me, he would avenge it. You know what I mean? Kind of like you. Right. Oh, totally. I mean, totally. And so I believed him. And then I will tell you this. A week later, I was arrested because he used my vehicle to, you know, take this guy out and do this. Right. And so I get where this girl is coming from. And I won't mention any names or anything because that's not what we do. I am not going to be, I mean, because there's a YouTuber out there that I think has been totally unethical, even though he's been very instrumental in, like, reaching out to try to find answers for this this case. I've, I've seen unethical things through him. And so um, it really, that really bothers me. But it bothers me that they attacked her because... She's innocent until they prove... I mean, because literally, I I could have probably won my case if I would have taken it to jury, but I, there's always that thing, you never know what a jury's going to do. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, totally. So totally. I did take a plea bargain. And I only took the plea bargain because my best friend told me to take the plea bargain. He goes, take it. And I was like, okay. So, um, you know, there's that whole thing. And it just bothers me that, you know, they attacked her and that... They're treating her like a perpetrator, too, because I asked her straight up. I said, are they looking at you to possibly press charges? And she says, no, they have been totally supportive and they know that, you know, I had nothing to do with this. So, you know what I mean? If the cops aren't even looking at her as a suspect, you as a public shouldn't look at her as a suspect. You know what I mean? Um, So I just want to I mean, because she listens to our show and. You know, that's one thing that we did talk about, you know, when we first mentioned this case. But, yeah, she listens to our show and she knows that we are ethical and that's why she's talking to me. You know what I mean? Because she knows I'm not going to exploit her. And um, so that's what I want to get into first and foremost is she is innocent until 
the cops or somebody says, you know, evidence proves otherwise. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's it's really fucking easy for people to be very, very brave when they're behind a computer. Oh, that's true, too. You know, or behind a camera or, or saying that, you know, because this YouTuber literally in one. I mean, at I can't remember what marker it was, but I mentioned it to him on 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 YouTube. I commented. But at one time, it's like she kind of like slipped because he was interviewing her. And she kind of like slipped and gave the first name. And he goes, no, don't. and she goes, oh, my God. And he goes, no, don't worry about it. I will not release this video unless he has been, you know, proven guilty or you, and if the charges are dropped and everything, I won't release it at all. As soon as this case broke and, you know, Jesse Calhoun was arrested, this man, this YouTuber uploaded this video. Well, it's lack of ethics. It is. It's That's like he it hasn't even been proven guilty in a court of law, yet you're releasing this video. Yeah. And I don't think that's okay. I mean, granted, he didn't show her face or anything. It was all, you know, he had the camera up, you know, facing the ceiling or whatever. Um, but at the same time, in the media, because we are considered media, when you say it's off the record or you will not release it until a certain time, you need to follow that. Well, because that gives everybody, I mean, that's what, you know, that's what we're facing when we reach out to people. They don't want to talk to us because of all the unethical shit going around now. Yeah, and we're, we're one of the few that honestly not tooting our own horn that we, the, the one thing that I demand out of everybody, whether it's at a, a, a TV show or here at, at Pro Nation, is that we operate this whole company with the highest amount yes. of ethics. Totally. The totally. highest. Totally. Because I want everybody to be able to go home and be able to live with themselves, and I can't. I can't live with myself right. if, I, if I have poor ethics. Well, and that and that's true. And it's like you know because I know what it's like to be exploited like that. You know what I mean? Because no, on of Sandy Boulevard, that, shut up. It's your job. It's not exploiting. <laughs> and I don't care what you say. Everybody needs to know that last night I was not detained for prostitution. Scott can kiss my ass. <laughs> Yes, she was. No, I wasn't. That was fucking hilarious when I posted that. I'm just saying. I thought I laughed. It was so funny because I mean, our photographer guy, he was like, he was laughing about it and everything. And I said, you know what, Bernie? I used to like you. I love Bernie, man. Bernie's <laughs> you know? awesome. And we did get some comments from other people that you know, but yeah, it's just <laughs> no, I was not. But I also know what it's like to be exploited like that because you know they said some horrible shit about me. Back in 1992, I mean, 93 and 94. Horrible shit about me that was untrue. Totally untrue. So I will never do that on this show. You know what I mean? We do what we can to find the truth, you know? And I just want people to know that. So when we're talking about this case, you have to remember everything is allegedly until it's proven in court. So these are theories that we're throwing out, okay? Um... One of the theories going around is that, and that this case has to do with the fentanyl pandemic we have here in Oregon. You know, because it's not just meth and coke and marijuana, and, you know, and crack anymore, or heroin. We have a huge fentanyl pandemic here. And fentanyl is one of the deadliest drugs out there because they don't give it in the hospital until they know your weight and your height and everything because you have to dose it like that, you know? Right, right, right. Because anything more than what your body weight and everything can sustain will kill you almost instantly. 
fentanyl is, I mean, and if it's in this, like, raw form, not in tablet form, if you touch it, it's, you know, you're still um, absorbing that drug, you know? So people who produce fentanyl constantly wear face, you know, the gas mask type thing or face mask and gloves and all that shit because you can't even touch it or breathe it in. So that's how deadly fentanyl is. Um, I wish they would just take it off the market, period. You know, just get rid of it and find something else. Um, And it also, the theory is that it also has to do with the sex trafficking problem we have here in Oregon. Because Oregon does not have obscenity laws. You know what I mean? Right, And right, we've right. talked about this with other... And neither other do I. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you are here at my place, you can be as obscene with me as you want, Mama. And then we go on. But, you know, because we talked about this with other podcasters, you know, because we've thrown theories around with other podcasters. But Oregon does not have obscenity laws. Therefore... It is like the ca- sex trafficking capital of the United States. Um, Which makes me sad. And I'll tell you why. Because nobody's trying to sex traffic me. Like, I wore fishnet honey, stockings. Nobody out there is wanting a big, fat, bald guy with a goatee and a hairy chest. You know what? Fuck, you. His, Fuck no, you. I'm saying his back is smooth now because, granted, I had, I had, to, I had to suffer that whole trauma. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, but it's like... But you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's young kids. Some of them are as young as 10. And they, their IDs and everything, their quote-unquote pimps, keep their identification so they have nowhere to go. They threaten them. They threaten their families. Yeah, that's how I operate. Yo, me and Notorious <laughs> PIG be rolling down the road. I be smacking the hoes. Don't make me give you my pimp hand, girl. I don't even know what to say to you. Do you have any over there? Um, I do behind me. I got to take oh, my okay. head up here. But just keep talking. I'll get you some. Okay, will you give me some coffee, too, while you're up? Jesus Christ, man. You do I look what? black? Do I look black? No, but I'm... T- <laughs> Shut up. Our co- our coffee people and our intern is not here right now, so... This this is true. You got you got to do what I need you to do. <laughs> so, anyway, so, yeah, so sex trafficking is a huge thing. We have a problem with, um... Oregon, like, literally has legit businesses where, um... People were advertised for quote unquote models to pose in pictures depicting death porn, you know, where they're like laid out in a morgue or it looks like they're being murdered or whatever. And some of these women actually are killed and they're drugged and they don't know what the hell's going on. And we also have, you know, that whole sex trafficking thing and the obscenity laws leads into the prostitution we have. And nobody's trying to prostitute me. (laughs) Like, I'm a sexy bitch, okay? Let me just say. You know what? Maybe you should be out on Sandy Boulevard. Just say it. Honey, I'm a high-class hoe, okay? Well, and one of my one of my really good friends, my sister-wife on Facebook one day when Scott was saying something about me being a prostitute on Sandy, and I said, Scott said, yeah, that's where you met her. I said, no, technically I met her on Main Street in the tiny town of Forest Grove because she lived three houses down from me and our kids were born around the same time. Um, But, you know, so we've known each other for like 23 years now. And so it was like, it was so funny because she was like, tell the truth. We met under on 82nd under the jiggle sign, which I'm telling you, I don't even know if there's a jiggle sign there. But, you know, she she's epically funny. I love her. Um. But so we had this problem with all this and 
these girls and women, especially when they're being controlled by drugs, they feel like there's no way out. And so there are two things happening right now in Oregon that kind of relate to this case. So I'm not really going to talk about the case in, you know, as a whole. I'm just going to refer to it in general. So uh, I, I think it was like two years ago. Maybe it was three now. I think, well, I think it was two. Um, Oregon decriminalized drugs, you know, heavy drugs. Um, and that's not saying they legalized it. There's a difference. Decriminalizing means that when they get arrested for something like person, that's the wrong cup. When they get arrested for a, and they have a personal amount of, uh, narcotics on them, which means not enough to sell, but enough for personal use. Huh? Yeah. Well, cocaine, heroin, fentanyl, and meth are the major ones. Um, there's also some other, you know, I think ecstasy too. Thank you. Um, but so they decriminalize it. That means that if they get arrested and they have this personal amount on them, rather than take them to trial, send them to jail for 30 to 90 days or maybe six months, I don't know how long, or a year, because they usually never go to prison. Okay. They, so they sentence them to this amount of time. So they're in jail. They get clean. But they don't have resources to stay clean, right? So the decriminalizing law, and I'll tell you what, I voted for it because I read it and it made sense to me, was supposed to give these women, you know, these not just women, but people who are arrested for, you know, narcotics, resources like drug treatment and housing and counseling and all that crap, right? To get them off the drugs. You know, that, and that's how it read, didn't it, Scott? Yes. Did you read it? I know you're I in Washington, but you know no, I, I, you I read it. in Oregon. I read so. it because I know the government's full of shit. Like, honestly. Well, well, yeah, and it's like, so people don't know that when I vote, I read everything. I will read the pros. I will read the cons. I will research it like I do our cases because, you know, people lie. And so everything looked, it's like, yes, that is what we need. And then come to find out, they didn't have the infrastructure in place first. To support this. So when the when people would OD or go to jail or what, especially when they OD and go to the hospital, rather than getting them resources and putting them in treatment or whatever, because there's no beds available. And I found this out, you know, through a different way that there are there's a lack of space or, you know, resources to help people with mental health problems and drug problems. So they would just give them Narcan. And as soon as they recovered, they'd ship them out to, back to the streets. We found that out with one of the victims of the Portland murders, you know. And it's tragic. It is tragic. So the infrastructure is not in place. And I talked to uh, my caseworker for, you know, some of the shit I'm going through in Oregon. And he said they're either going to repeal that, you know, like take it off the books, or they're going to change it so the infrastructure is different. Well, they, no, here's the problem. It's not a matter of changing and making it different. 
There is no fucking infrastructure for that. It was all yeah. lip service. It came out and they said, okay, well, you know, we want, we're, we're going to treat all these people. We're not going to throw yeah, them in so prison. so they kind of raise our taxes, too, for it, which right. I agreed with. Raise well, our taxes, help these people. They did the same thing with cigarettes in Oregon, too, though. And they, Washington, too, didn't they? Uh, no, Washington's still oh. a hell of expensive. But fucking they said, hey, we're going to raise these taxes. And, and the stupid thing was, um, you know, fucking the commercial. <clears throat> And it said it had some kids, and it goes, "Hey, what's your favorite flavor?" And the kid goes, "I like root beer." And oh yeah, the and they showed goes, the vapes. Like, like I like grape, and I like big tobaccos. Trying to get your children to vape, and we need to raise taxes to an astronomical amount. Blah blah blah. Look, right, and the, then they wanted to pass a law to take away the flavors. Remember? You, you know who else likes candy, by the way, boys? And girls? You want to take a guess? <laughs> My fat ass. My fat ass sitting Dude, right here right Scott now. Scott has candy by his bed because he's a night eater. <laughs> why, 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 why do you tell my secrets, God damn it? Dude, because I think it's funny. He used to have gummy bears that were delicious. And I want more of them because I would. I literally, when I stay here, snuck your candy. I'm not going to lie. They, the, my, the, the really good, good ones were my custom-made ones that I got right, as from a gift. Canada, from Canada, right? From Canada. It was, you need it was to contact my, them and see if you can get more. I would have to call my ex-wife, and that's not going to can happen. Why I hope she got hit by a bus. I don't even know where the fuck she got them. Oh, she said some, it was a. Oh, so, she so had it was a, a private business. She she didn't tell you. No, she didn't tell me. She had them she custom did. made with these great flavors. You that want were just me very to reach neat. out to her? No, she can go <laughs> fuck herself. That's right, because she's the reason why you know we only like select people up in Canada. No lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's um. So this whole, so that decriminalizing the thing. Now they're trying to decriminalize prostitution okay which i'm all for okay exactly because i mean scott and i've talked about this if you decriminalize or even legalize prostitution that puts in place a like what's the word i'm looking for not infrastructure but like you know that everything's regulated so you know testing for stds well, that, that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, so, and, like, protection, you know, for them. So they're not, because a lot of crimes happen against prostitutes because it's all secret. These women are out there working the streets. Nobody really knows they're out there except for their pimps, you know, and the other hookers out there. Nobody knows that these, like, perpetrators, these violent men are going out there because <laughs> they don't tell anybody they're going out there. Well, let, let me give you my whole, my, so, my, my whole little spiel here. Yeah. Okay? First off, I'm against the government getting involved in jack shit in people's lives. I think we need less government. However, however, with that said, right. this is one time that I would love to see the government actually step up and get involved. And here's why. In Nevada, um, you, you got whorehouses, okay? And prostitution is illegal everywhere across Nevada except for Clark County, which is Las Vegas. They're called brothels, by the way. Whatever. You They're know, not the best little whorehouse in Texas. I was just going to say, Dolly Parton didn't <laughs> sing, we have the best little bro- brothel bro- in Texas. No, she I said, love that Texas. movie. And even the, 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 the televangelist, Texas has a whorehouse in it. Lord have mercy on our souls. But um, this is where I think the government needs to step in because, like, uh, I used to run from Potlatch, Idaho, down to Vegas once a week, sometimes right. twice. And um, so when you go to a whorehouse, now I've never been with a hooker, you know, and that's that's all my jokes uh-huh. aside. I've never been with a hooker except for being married because fucking some of my ex-wives, Jesus Christ, I was going to say, if you're married, you are with a hooker because you pay for it. 
Oh, whether oh, it's money or your life, you yeah, pay it's for it. Fucking been stabbed and shot, crazy ass <laughs> fucking ex-wives, and goddamn it, bought uh, all this crap for him. Bought and... all this fucking crap. Oh, Scott. Except for Maritza, we love you. Oh Scott, I need a new Mercedes. <laughs> fucking bitch, I just bought you one last year, but that's last year. Oh, I need a new model. Yeah, but Maritza model. is awesome. We have to throw a shout out to her my, because my first ex-wife is fucking amazing. She is like so amazing. She's like my. She is my biggest fan. Ex- well, I'll have to give this. Cheryl is like. Running a close second, but yeah, Maritza's like you Maritza know. and I are still so close, and I love her dearly. Like if she came and kicked me in the nuts, I would look at her and go, "What did I do wrong?" <laughs> Obviously, it's my fault. Yeah, just amazing. But anywho, um, so you go into the whorehouses, right? And uh, before you can be with a hooker, because I asked questions while I was sitting there getting drunk many times, I used to stop at Donna's your, Ranch. Your steak, yeah, and eating steak and things like that because the cooking was amazing. Um. You know, you, you you're you, you take an STD check. Yes. Okay. You have to take a shower. Yes. You got to be clean. You got to be inspected. All the girls are inspected. They're under close supervision. Oh they, yeah, they're constantly they're tested regularly. Yeah. So and and you still have to wear a condom. So it, it yeah. cuts down on STDs, and mm-hmm. and it's safe. It's really well, safe and they have for the girls. what we call bouncer security. Right. You know, if so you go the, in there, yeah. you want to be a dick and you want to tune up on a on 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 a hooker. Guess what, man? That big security guard that you saw when you walked in, motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to teach you a lesson. He's well, going to teach you a lesson yeah. about respect. And not only that is people know that the guys are there. You know, it, it's not secretive. They know that the women are in these rooms with these guys. Yeah, You totally. know what I mean? So it's all out in the open so that the woman feels safe like she has backup. Yeah, exactly. When you're out on the streets, you don't have that. We've had that with a lot of cases like Arthur Shawcross. Um Charles Albright. Oh, yeah. Um, freaking. Uh, we had Joel Rifkin. He did Joel the same Rifkin, thing. Joel Rifkin, Keith Jesperson. Yeah. Um, you know, you have that problem. We've talked about it a lot with a lot of our killers. I mean, Dayton Leroy Rogers. I mean, let's not forget him. The Malala Forest killer who is oh, finally starting to open up to me more and more, you know, because he calls me. And. Actually, I mean, he's he's got a soft-spoken voice, unlike some of our other killers that we talk to. So it's like, you think about it, it's like, dude, did he really do this? He's so calm. <laughs> but, you know, Scott, no. Scott tells me shit that makes me, like, every time he calls, I keep thinking about it, and I try not to judge him. That's why he's so calm with you. He's, he's sitting there, he's <laughs> masturbating. Thing. I would lick her toes. <laughs> I want her feet. <laughs> but no, but uh, my, my, my whole thing is, like, if the government, yeah. uh, state government, or even federal government, stepped in and, and legalized prostitution across mm-hmm. the board, opened up brothels, you know. Yeah, or even pro- decriminalized it in some sort of way. You know what I mean? But the brothels are important because it, it would keep everybody a lot fucking True. safer. And plus, True. plus on top of that, now it's, you're not going to get rid of sex trafficking altogether. Yeah, right, impossible, but they're but not, they're not going to employ 10 and 14-year-olds. And the ones that do need to go away. Right, and it's going to be a lot easier to spot. Exactly. And they're mo- they, are, they are government monitored. You know? And, you know, and like I said, I'm against the government stepping into anything because I don't like mm-hmm. our government. I don't like governments, period. Because yeah, you want to you want to talk about corruption. It's not you. It's not me. It's not larger businesses. It's fucking government, right? But this is one of those cases where we do need government intervention to come in and regulate. Uh, I never thought I'd ever say tax and regulate pussy, but God right. damn it, it would keep people. It would keep people so much safer. True, true. 
Now, I did, because I, when they brought up this thing about decriminalizing or legalizing prostitution in Oregon, I read this article that said there are some things related to prostitution that are already decriminalized in Oregon, right? So I actually looked it up, and it's, I mean, it's, I found this article that says Oregon does have a variety of laws designed to criminalize prostitution and other related acts, Um and one of our ORS statutes states that it's illegal to engage in sexual conduct or sexual contact in exchange for money. Now, this means that you could be arrested if you imply that you're willing to pay money for sex or sexual acts or receive money, right? So, prostitution in general is not legal in Oregon. Although there are some activities related to sex work that are already decriminalized. Okay, now I know that's a little confusing, but remember, decriminalization does not mean legalization. Okay, that means you can still get arrested for the for having it or engaging in it, but you're not going to do jail time. Right. Okay, so that's important. So in actually in 1971, this is how far back it dates. It's not recent. It's 1971. Christ, before I was even born. I know. Fuck me running. Shit. Oregon actually became the first state in the United States to decriminalize adult consensual sex work between two adults. That means that if you sell sex or buy sex, it's not considered a crime punishable by law. You know what I mean? So... However, there are other related, other activities that are related to prostitution. Like biting someone's penis. If you're doing that on purpose and that's not, they didn't pay for that, knock that shit off. That's they didn't say up. it's okay to nibble on the that's, junk. That's no, no. That's no, no. That's not. Not same, same. same. <laughs> Had oh to do God. the arms. I wanted to bring up something with you real quick. We do this trivia thing on Facebook, right? And one of the questions said something about an animal that, you know, uh, a predator that is actually really the biggest prey. And it was a red fox. And on there it had bald eagle and polar bear. And as soon as I saw polar bear, you go, polar bear. You know the fucked up thing? I remember that question only because my fat fingers slipped. And hit eagle? Yeah, I'd hit bald eagle. Yeah, I. it's like, how can you even say that? It's like, no. It, it, it was obviously the fox because the other answers were like totally ludicrous. Who's going to attack a polar bear? <laughs> Nobody attacks me because I'm a polar bear. <laughs> we need to video these things because people don't understand why we're so weird. That's why I said we got to do backdrops and fucking start recording yeah, these podcasts. Because my sister goes, why do you do that? I said, we have hand movements. And so I showed her in the car. And she goes, gotcha. Um, so these are what is, are considered illegal or that aren't decriminalized in Oregon. You cannot promote or solicit prostitution. Which means you can't advertise for it. That's why Craigslist took down those um, personal ads. Right, right. Right, because a lot of people were using them for soliciting sex, so they're not walking the streets. They're considered escorts. Um, You can't run a brothel. Which sucks. Yeah, and obviously, and this should be illegal no matter what, whether they decriminalize prostitution or not, you cannot engage in sex work with a minor. Okay. She now, said she was 18. Dude, well, she said she said 16, but I heard well, 18. I was going to say, we ran into that with one of the guys we're talking to down in San Quentin that we're going to start, you know, 
promoting stuff for his case because there's questions about whether he was involved or not. Oh, oh, okay. My, my brain got back on track. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know who it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, we've been talking to him. We've been recording stuff. We're getting everything in order. We're trying to do the uh, freedom of information because there's a lot of question about corruption down in L.A., at, in the 70s and 80s There's when serial still killing. corruption down there. Remember, well, I yeah. used to live down there. Well, but this is back in the, remember, this is back in the, like, height of the serial killing pandemic. Right, right, right. The 70s and the 80s when we had Bonin and Kraft and... Kearney, the lying, cheating whore who hasn't come, written me back. <laughs> I love you, Patrick. I love you. Um, Write me, baby. But, you know, there's so many of them that are down there that are on... I mean, I was surprised to hear that they have, like, over 700 inmates on death row in California. I'm not surprised. It's California. I was going to say, but up here in Oregon, it's like... Because I asked somebody, because they said, yeah, we, we split yards. It's like this, you know, this yard and this yard, and it's every other day, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how many people are on death row? And one of the inmates we talked to literally said, he goes, well... You know, we have this, you know, this tier and that tier, and there's like over 700. And I'm like, what the crap? Are you serious right now? But, you know, so there is that whole thing right there. So, oh, where was I going with this? Anal? I don't know. No. You fucking just go. Shut up. But anyway, so what I'm trying to say is, oh, that's it. When we, you said she said she was 18. One of the victims in this crime was actually a 16-year-old girl. However, he knew her. and But it's like, it's questionable whether he was involved in the crime or not. But we do know for sure that the person who was arrested with him in regards to this crime was involved. Okay? and But when he first met this girl, she told him she was 18 or 19. And she looked like, you know, she was very beautiful, and she didn't look like she was 16. So that, he believed no, that's her. That's happened to me. No, 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 not in the way you're thinking, though. Like, no, because wasn't it Autumn? Uh, Autumn was 17, but she was like a month from her 18th birthday. Right, but she told you that she was 18 or older than that at first, right? At first, yeah, and then I found yeah. out that she was 17, and then we'd already done the act. But, um, <laughs> You'd but already no, the, done the dirty deed. No, I'll, I'll tell you how it happened. It's fucking... So um, when I got in trouble with the law and I was arrested, I had to do community service, and it took me. Oh a year. yeah, yeah, yeah! You were telling me about that. We're on Andreessen Boulevard, um, and uh, y'all out there don't know where the fuck this was, but it's here in Vancouver. It's a major, uh, major street, and we're clearing out a bunch of these vines that had grown up a wall. And I'm I'm paired up with this girl, and she's like 21 or something like that. She had just gotten out of prison, and um, I look across the street, and I, dude, I see this fucking smoking hot chick. Oh my god, tight little ass, nice tits. Fucking looking amazing. And she leans over. She's fucking hot, huh? I said, fuck, yeah, she is. I'd do things to her that I'm pretty sure are illegal in most states. <laughs> she's all, mm-hmm. Yep, I can see that. Yeah, she's 14. She's oh, my brother's shit. friend. I'm like, oh, okay. I got to go home and take a shower. I feel dirty. <laughs> I feel so dirty now. Like, after she said that, I need a panel van because I'm fucking not that. that that's, that's, <laughs> I should be living in a creepy-ass basement. <laughs> I, and I need a just, white cargo panel van so, so I can have my Chomo license. <laughs> yeah, that's. I felt I felt horrible. The I felt, Chomo card. <laughs> I never felt so dirty in my fucking life, like, right? for real. Like, I'm sitting there just really questioning all my life choices, all of them, every fucking one of them. Well, well, it, it, I mean, it even happens to me. I mean, not not in that same way, but, you know, I, 
I tend to like joke around and kind of flirt with everybody. Like man, woman, I don't care. It's like especially at places I frequent, like the Dutch Brothers and Cornelius, I used to go to all the time. And I didn't realize one of the guys that I was flirting with was a junior in high school and everything. But, you know, and I was like, dude, you're so cute and everything. He goes, oh, thank you. I graduate next year. I'm like, okay, I'm done. But then he started calling me mom. So it was good (laughs) and everything. But it's like you don't realize that. You know what I mean? Because some people look older. Oh, totally. You know. And and this is the fucked up thing. Okay. I turned 50 in just a few weeks. Okay. And. I'm Actually, still... it, yeah, it's about two weeks away. I can't wait. <laughs> and uh, fucking, like, I, I, I'm i checking out chicks. I'm thinking, oh, man, she's got to be 22, 23, you know, or 30 or whatever. And yeah. all of a sudden, okay, so, like, I get hit on uh, quite Yeah, because you have that. Per- I mean, it's great. Okay, people, you need to understand. He's not like, um, uh, what's the magazine? People's uh, most, you know. What is called, but not most handsome or whatever. I am the most handsome. But um, you know what I mean? But still, he has that personality. And Moritz even talks about it. Your oh yeah. personality makes you more attractive. So, so. Uh, this this was uh, oh, probably about six, seven months ago. I'm out in Walla Walla. And, and, and that is a real town. It is a real fucking town. There's a prison out there. Um, <laughs> it's got visited often. <laughs> I want to be popular in prison. Um, <laughs> but so, one of the girls that works there... Um, She's talking to me and what have not. And I'm like, okay, cool, not a big deal. And then she's, you really should call me. And then when you're out here, you and I can go on a date and you can come back to my place. You can even spend the night. I'm like, sweet, yeah, I'm fucking on that. You know, and then it hit me like, hey, honey, how old are you? Oh, I just turned 19. Oh my God, no. See, and I have a hard, I mean, because I always date older men, anyways, but nobody younger than my son or, you know, my son's age. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and here's the fucked up. I never thought I'd be rooted out by that. And I'll tell you what, because like I watch a lot of kinky porn. Like I love the, oh, I love totally. the role play. I love the daddy daughter role play. Oh yeah, and things like that. It's fucking amazing. Until you're faced with somebody who is younger than your own daughter, yeah, or your son, or for your that matter. son. All of a sudden, I'm sitting there. Like I didn't even want to have sex, but I was like, I was thinking to myself, where are your parents? That's where are right. your parents? We need to call your parents. You're making bad life choices. <laughs> where? Give me your parents' phone number. That's I, right. I want to talk to your father. And I want to talk to your mom. We That's need to, right. We need to get together and talk about this. This, is, right. this isn't you need, right. You need more discipline and structure. That's right. You're going to get grounded. <laughs> this one, number one. You're getting grounded. We're taking away your phone. That's right. You need to learn a lesson, young lady. What the hell's wrong? Like, I went into, like, dad mode in my head. Oh, totally. You know? Jesus. Totally. How, how's your, how, how are your grades? How are That's your grades? Right. Are you back in school? Are you, you going to college? School? You need to go to college. You need okay. to go to college. Get an education. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I want to see your report card. That's what That's I want to see. That's right. We want to see your grades and, you know. Everything, everything. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm banger anyway. But no, I'm just, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just no, kidding. Scott jokes around like that all the time, but I know he has more scruples than that. Yeah, no, no, so, no, no. However, this is the thing. You all, I mean, I'm going to say it again. Decriminalizing is not legalization. Therefore, even if they decriminalize it, because there won't be a whole lot of structure like the brothels and, you know, protection and everything. So they, they technically should legalize it. They should. So these sex workers will still face stigma from the community. You know, it's like, oh, you're a prostitute. They'll also face discrimination when it comes to, you know, certain things. And it's like even anybody who, like, 
engages in anything illegal faces discrimination. Because I talked about it when I was trying to get housing. My crime happened over 30 years ago. I've never reoffended. Yet I was denied for four apartments. I say nay nay. You offend me on a daily basis. I said reoffended as far as legalization and nope. you offend me on an <laughs> hourly basis. So there you go. That 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 tracks that tracks. <laughs> no but here, here's the thing here's the thing yeah okay and i, I i'm gonna pose this to our listeners out there all right how many of you out there watch porn i'm gonna give you the, the time to think all right raise yeah. your hand like seriously if any of you're yeah, in your you car don't right have now to, like answer us on facebook or anything we're yeah, not gonna you do. call you out <laughs> yeah you Scott do says, send me a private message if you're no mail to you i don't care no <laughs> yeah Chicka, wow, wow. i only say that because he said that if my friend and her husband took me to the show last week. They can both touch they my They can both it's touch cold. his pee-pee. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I love Danelle, though. God damn it, dude, I love I, lo- I know. She's my sister wife and her husband, Jimmy. And I always They're say amazing. that I've she's the one that I have known for 23 years. And I will tell you this. For 23 years, she has known that I'm in love with her husband. <laughs> and she always says, if I end up dead, you're going to be the first person they look at. Or if I end up missing, I said, bitch, you will never. I won't disappear you because I'm not going to wait for you to be <laughs> declared legally dead. I'm, they're going to find your body so I can marry Jimmy. <laughs> but, I mean, and it's just a joke between us. She knows I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, so it's like, you know, so this is the thing. You're right. How many have watched porn? How many of you have done <coughs> something that is considered uh, taboo? Um, you know I'm going I mean? a different way with that. Let's just oh. take this out. Okay. So if you're a prostitute, you're paying, you're, you're getting paid to have sex, right? That's true. And porn stars. If you're yeah. a porn star. You're paid to You're have sex. You're paid to have sex. Exactly. The only difference is, is that prostitution's illegal, but if you film it, if there's a camera involved. Oh, yeah. And you just, and you put it out on the internet or on video. That perfectly legal. Perfectly totally. not now you're not you're 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 not a you're not a hooker anymore. You're a porn star. You're That's you're right. you're an actress. What's her name from the seventies and eighties? Oh Debbie does Dallas um, and um, um and Deep Throat in Yes. Uh, oh god damn it. Linda Lovelace. There you go. Yeah, Deep Throat one through fifty nine. <laughs> sixty nine, baby. But hey, matter of fact, same thing I'll be doing with your mom in about a month. You were- Sorry, I almost choked on my coffee. <laughs> Joel, call me. You have my card. Dude, we need to fix this problem. Um, but yeah, and you're right. That That's true. Totally true. And and porn stars do not, aren't subject to the violence. You know, they're not beat up. They're not raped. They're not like, you know, it's not like they, these people pick them up and say, yeah, I want this and I'll give you this amount of money. Then they go out and do that and the guy beats her up and takes off. And doesn't pay her. You know what I mean? Right. Because when that happens, she gets assaulted and beat up by her pimp, too, because she didn't bring back the money. That's the way that I do. Hey, you know. I, but you know what I mean? I pimp slap my hoes because you got to teach a bitches a Dude, lesson, man. I am telling you this. Everybody needs to read the book by Iceberg Slim. It's called Pimp. And he talks about the prostitution back in the 70s and 80s and how he ran his business. And... I mean, it's a it's an excellent book, by the way. I mean, I haven't read it all, but I've skimmed through it and everything, and I need to sit down and read it. But it's a really good book, and it talk like I said, it talks about this, and it talks about the violence, and it talks about how 
the pimp doesn't know that this girl got assaulted and shit. Because it's like she can make up a story. And he thinks she's taking his money. You know what I mean? Right. So they're assaulted by their John. And then they're assaulted by their pimp. So that violence is there. And so, but this is what people also need to know. In 2018, so this was several years ago, Portland, the city of Portland, actually unanimously passed a measure that targeted Johns or buyers of sex. They increased the penalties for those caught buying sex and added a mandatory minimum fine of $1,000 for the first-time offender. Okay? That means no matter what, you get caught with a prostitute, you're paying $1,000. So it's like they're targeting the jaunts, which I think is important here. God damn, that's some expensive, I'm not as expensive a pussy as what I've had, uh, being married and everything, so that's more than a grand, well, but god damn. But this, the, there was a reason for that, because of the sex trafficking problems we have in Oregon. So therefore, not only are they paying a mandatory fine of $1,000, they're also required to go to what's called a human trafficking class, and their vehicle is subject to imp- being impounded, where they can't get it back. Okay? So they target Johns. On the flip side, they also developed a program that's called Trauma-Informed Prostitution Diversion. And I've, I've actually heard cops on TV call it tipped. Okay? Right. But this helps the people who are involved in the sex work, the prostitutes. So if they're caught by the police, um, and it's actually run by the police, city's police department and offers... It actually has an infrastructure in place already that instead of these people being charged and jailed, they can par- they can say, yeah, I want to participate in this program, which is good because some of these girls are like abducted or they run away and they get involved in this, right? Happens to me. I get abducted quite a bit. Um, <laughs> oh God, and nobody then abducts like, you, honestly. They're like, oh. We have to get Scotty. Then I'm locked in someone's basement, and they're like, "I'm like, is that don't. what happened to you yesterday when you didn't call me?" I, I, I was ba- don't put that in my butt again. Okay, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Who said? Oh no, you said yeah. No, I wasn't being assaulted, and yeah, <laughs> it's like whatever, dude. Um, I so, wish I was being assaulted. I know. So they can actually choose, like, first time offenders for you know DUIs can go to a diversion program, right? Right. So this is a diversion program that's set already in place in Portland. Where they participate in a, por- in a program that gives them counseling. It gives them a support group. So people that are back, you know, there to help them. Not just, you know, a counselor that I always call textbook. You know, they're textbook addicts. They're textbook abuse victims and shit. Because they've never suffered it, but they've read about it. Oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And so I literally told one of my counselors one time, I said, you know what? Don't look at me and tell me you know where I'm coming from because you've never used drugs and you've never been abused. Hey, many women I've seen, I knew exactly where they were coming <laughs> you know, from. I said, you've read about it, but you've never experienced it. Until you experience it, you can't tell me how I feel. Yes, I can. Shut up. Do what you're told, God damn it. Negative, female inmate. <laughs> you. Oh, so, hold on. Underwood. Over oh, there. there. <laughs> I know, right? See, I got the finger right and you everything. You do got the fi- I mean, it doesn't matter what hand. Got to get the finger. But it, it was his right hand, by the way. <laughs> um, but it also gives you job training and housing assistance, which I think is important here. Because if you train them in another field, they're not going to think they have to go back out there and sell their bodies. Right, right, but right. But the problem is... 
don't train them to be a fast food worker. Train them in something that, you know, is productive and has the potential to, like, get them more money. Because some hookers out there make two, $3,000 a night, you know? So they need that job training. They also need the housing because, you know what? They live on the streets. They live in their pimps' houses. They have nothing. Man, I don't let my bitches live with me. Fucking hoes. They need to go get their own shit together. So, so this is my thing. I think that if Oregon as a whole decriminalizes it, then it, they can go by the infrastructure that Portland already has in place. So it won't be like the decriminalizing of drugs that had no infrastructure. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. No, I, I, that's so, the thing. A lot of politicians, Oregon, Washington, federal government, it's a lot of fucking lip service. I mean, it's, it's easy. Okay, I can sit here and say all day and all night, I'm going to clean up the streets and I'm going to make sure there's no litter on the ground at all because that's what I stand behind. I guarantee it'll happen. But if I don't have the resources or infrastructure to do it, mm-hmm. I might as well be telling you I'm going to give everybody a pot of gold because right. it's, it's, it's useless. It's fucking useless. Exactly. And that's true. Now, I... This is my whole thing, though, is that there are pros and cons to decriminalizing, you know, because, like I said, it has to be clear here. They're decriminalizing. They're not legalizing. There's a huge difference. When you decriminalize, you just offer resources. When you legalize, you have an infrastructure in place to regulate. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. I I just want to make sure that what I'm saying is making sense to people. So... The pros and cons of decriminalizing is it still offers the opportunity for the woman to go back out on the streets and be victimized again. Because if she doesn't feel that the resources are really helping her, then she's going to go back to what she knows. I, I agree. I agree. And so I believe, my opinion is that we need to legalize it. We need to legalize it federally. And, and there, there needs to be federal regulations exactly. to protect the girls. Exactly. That's, that's the whole thing, you know. It needs to give the mandatory, S, they're called STIs, not, not STDs, because they're infections, not totally diseases. They're diseases. <laughs> and, Just like the homeless population yeah. here, fucking diseases. And they need to be regulated so that they have, like, inspectors come in, like they do food establishments, to make sure that the business license is in place, that there are no minors working there, that the STIs are being tested. That these men are, you know what I mean? So the inspector comes in. They need to have in. all that, like, documented. So the inspector comes in and says, yes, I will take a piece of the poussoir. Why, this is delicious. <laughs> you pass. Great day. black. Poussé, <laughs> bitch, and toi. <laughs> <laughs> I will take I the slice of the poussé and toi. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to wrap this one up so we can get ready for our call-in today. Oh, that's right. We have a special call-in today. And I want to make sure that I hit the bathroom and... Uh, <laughs> course you've had two cups of coffee yeah man and, everything's and flowing now it's like on flow. it's like on target for yeah hell yeah man that's why i'm singing that the the uh <laughs> uh uh oh god what the uh, pearl jam Epic. song yeah no the not now it's pearl jam i'm singing even flow oh yeah 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 i thought you were doing epic by no i did that to jen doll though <laughs> she uh because she sent me a a, a meme because I, I i'm talking to her from my bathroom uh, or sending her text of a uh, of Devo's whip it. So I wrote a parody to that based on poop. And then she said, okay, write one, two. And then at first she said, 
Um, more than words. She said, no. Faith No More is epic. So I thought about it for like 30 seconds and wrote her a parody about pooping. You're so dumb. But yeah, so anyway, so where was I at on this one? Now you confuse me. That's pretty fucking easy. I know. It's horrible. Horrible. Look, a squirrel. Where? It's it's horrible. I hate it when you do this to me. Um, and I even took my meds, but I'm still out of it for some reason. But yeah, so it's like, oh, this is where I was going with this. I want your opinion. I want you guys to go on Facebook. I want you guys to answer the question because we have questions on Spotify. I want you guys to like answer the polls because I'm going to put up polls oh, for this. She's going to poll you good. <laughs> I just want people to weigh in on this. Do you believe that, A, we should decriminalize prostitution as a whole? Or do you feel that we should just legalize prostitution? Decriminalize hooker holes. <laughs> Shut up. And I I do want to put it out there because I want your opinion. I want to know what you feel about this because it is a huge debatable issue. And, you know, when it comes down to it, I believe that a lot of the shit that happened with these women in Portland would not have happened if we would have had an infrastructure in place already. I agree. So... You know, where people could go get resources or whatever or, you know, like apply for jobs in these things. You know, but it's like we need to, A, get rid of fentanyl, period. The freaking pharmaceutical companies need to get rid of that drug as a whole. Sorry. And then, you know, we need to, like, put laws in place to protect these women. Send all of your drugs to me. (laughs) Shut up. But, yeah, put laws in place to protect these women because I've been saying it since this happened. I want you all... To stay safe. I want you all to say, you know, stay like, stay aware, you know, be aware of your surroundings. I'm aware I got to use the bathroom. Let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. And I want you all to stay alive. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> all right, boys and girls. Let's wrap this, this motherfucker up. Are you guys ready? Wrap this motherfucker up. Once again, another huge shout out to, to, to a few people. Number one, Jen Doll, of, of course, because you're awesome. You know, Crazy Jen Doll, I love you to death. Fucking and every case. time you send me a text or something on Facebook, I get, like, scared. But She's a her and I case. have had, like, epic long conversations. She's amazing. I love her. She's fucking... I feel bad for her husband. Matt, if you're listening <laughs> Dude, to this... he's a saint. I'm coming up with a medal for him as a saint. Matt, pack your stuff and come out here, man. You don't need that <laughs> kind of stress and that bullshit. I got you, brother. Yeah, and a shout out to Cheryl. She's awesome and amazing. I mean, she like she like texts me all the time. She goes, you know what? If you can't sleep, if you're having problems, just text me. I'll text or call me. She goes, we can talk until you fall asleep. I was like, you're awesome. And of course, like Brian Engel posted on uh, Citizens of Brutal Nation, my favorite (laughs) of all, Brian Engel, dude, bro, got the love for you. Yeah, and Helena and her daughter Haley uh, in South Africa. Helena, sweetheart, I fucking adore you. Yes. Like, there's not even words. You are just well, fantabulous. Yes. And we also, I mean, I have family members that listen to the show. So shout out to my sister, Missy. She's and Chris, amazing. And Chris. My cousin, yeah, I, I call him by his full name, but nobody else is allowed to. So my cousin, Chris, uh, my aunt, Beck, Rebecca, and her husband, my uncle, Doug, even though he doesn't like true crime, he loves us. Um, well, I'll so, tell you what, if Helena came here, she wouldn't have to be in a cage or anything. Because <laughs> she's, uh, she's not Korean. No, I'm Yeah, because she's not Korean. She could be free but range. Yeah, so we have I shout mean, outs to them. I might get her V chipped in case she gets lost, but. You're so what? Dumb. Why does that mean? It's for their own safety. 
it's for the, it's for your own good, Helena. That's right, guys. And then we have to shout out to Joel. Of course, my Joel's homie Joel. Awesome. Joel Balthazar. Joel, you have my number. Call me. I Joel's need your help. Joel's my bro, man. I fucking I love Joel. <laughs> love his whole family. His well, wife I and his daughter are awesome. told our other friend from Hill, who's in Hillsborough that Joel was like, why does he have her number and I don't? And you're like, because I don't want you two to gang up on me because he knows <laughs> you know you can't trust us. And the other guy's scared of you. And I told him, I said, yeah. Scott said he wouldn't give Joel my number because he knows Joel will let me get even with him. I said, and you're scared. And he started laughing. He goes, hell yeah, I am. Bastard. Jesus Christ. And Maritza. She's awesome. Yeah, of course, Maritza. All right. Yeah. Remember, boys and girls, log on to Citizens of Brutal Nation and interact with us on Facebook. Uh, check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Uh, there's a link on all of our shit, like our website and all that good stuff uh, for our store. Go and check that out. Yes. Because you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. My crime beat, I mean everything backwards, and now my yeah. brain just fucking yeah, stopped. Jo- did you say citizen, join citizens? Yeah, but I just said that okay, one. Okay, I just want to make sure because, you know, I spaced out I think out that's again. everything I need. Jesus, I'm retarded. Yeah. I swear to fucking God on a good day, you I'm kinda retarded. Are. You kind of are. But yeah, this show's copyrighted 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. And if you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast, they're, they're lying, thieving bastards. And we will see you guys later on. And remember, remember, Helena, you can call me anytime. <laughs> remember, he's a TV freak. That's right. I want to point that out, yo. Um, I am, was recently tested. I am. He STD gets a physical too. every year, and yeah. And I'm regularly tested for any STDs, <laughs> and I'm vasectomy safe. So if you don't want to become a baby mama, <laughs> he ain't gonna be a baby daddy. No, I ain't gonna be a baby daddy if you come to me saying, "Hey, I'm pregnant." I'm gonna say, "Congrats, high five. Who's the dad? Because it ain't me, motherfucker." I only say that because it's been mentioned on our citizens of brutalization page. Say, yeah, and he is STD free. Remember that. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I swear to God, I'm not right in the head. You're not, but we love you. Fuck. All right, let's wrap this one up. We'll see you guys later on. Bye-bye. Bye.